first store, fuck your bitch in the click you claim. Westside, when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. We bust on bad boys, niggas fuck for life. Plus, fuck me trying to see me weak, hearts I rip. Vicky Smalls and Junior Mafia, some more ass bitches. We keep on coming while we running for your dudes. Steady gunning, keep on busting at the fools. You know the rules. Little Caesar, go ask your homie how I leave you. Cut your young ass up, leave you in peace. Now we deceased. Little Kim, don't fuck around with real G's. Quick to snatch your ugly ass off the streets. So fuck peace. I let them niggas know it's all for life. Don't let the west side ride the night. <laughs> Bad boy murdered on wax and kill. Fuck with me and get your caps peeled. You know. Welcome to another evening with me, the Oklahoma, for the Not A Real Liberty Luau podcast. Uh, it has been one hell of a weekend. It's been one hell of a week. I am so glad you guys have joined me for another night. Uh, before we kick off, of course, I'm going to go through these ad reads. Uh, you can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, Twitter, Spotify, and Google Podcasts under the Not A Real Libertarian podcast. We try to put descriptions for uh, each episode to try and help you guys figure it out. It's still a rolling dumpster fire, a little bit of clusterfuck, but we love you. Thank you for still trying to find us. The Libertarian Veterans Caucus. Uh, I mean, there's really nothing else to say about them. I mean, they're veterans. They're here to for libertarians. They're here to with the same cause we are, and they've actually been out in the field to see why they're trying to put liberty back to the hands of uh, the rest of us because it's being taken away from us slowly but surely. If you are a shit poster like the rest of us, if you follow me on Twitter or if you see me on Facebook, you know to go check out the Alaskan Raven for all your meme needs. It's very wholesome. Some of them are kind of cruel, but you love them, you laugh about them. Alec Baldwin probably would take a shot at it. And... Even though he's not sent me a friend request, I told him I wouldn't say it until he sends me a friend request. But this is the coloring book of Jack Casey III in his series, The Crown by Gold of the Royal Green. No, I've not read it. I have Oklahoma education, and it doesn't have pictures, so, and I don't have any crowns for it, so I'm not going to color it yet. Check out The Greasy Porcupine. This is for all volunteerism. They You pay for what you think it's worth. Uh for all your automotive needs, please go check them out. And of course, it always cuts off so fucking fast. All right, so before I bring my guests on, these two guys, I have met, I have had the privilege of running into them on Twitter when I decided to join the whole bandwagon. Um, we have kind of the same mindset. Uh, we've uh, kind of shared a few jokes. We've talked about joining each other's podcast here and there, kind of guest, guest hosting. They finally talked me down to it. Just kidding. I've been wanting to bring these guys on for a while. But uh, please welcome my guest from the Anarchy Among uh, Friends. Here's Jason and the Inked Anarchist. And if I butchered your guys' podcast name, I am so sorry. No, it doesn't matter. It's uh, uh, Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Okay. Yeah, it's way too long. Way too long. And whose fault well, is that, Jason? Not necessarily mine. But... <laughs> So, so who who is the uh, I guess quote unquote founder of y'all's of y'all's podcast? 
Uh, it was born out of a Telegram group uh, that we had 2015, 16, 17. Um, it was me and Dirica and our buddy Cal Mark. Uh, and there was a few others that, ha- that have since left. And it was just the Telegram group was just us hanging out, laughing, having fun. Um, and we were like, hey, we should do this, you know, as a podcast. So we started a podcast. And again, it was just us using like Google Hangout live broadcasting on YouTube. And it was just us hanging out, talking shit, sharing news stories, going over it, throwing our little anarchist or libertarian angles on it. Um, and it's just, like I said, a lot of them have left. And me and Dirica are the OGs. We're still around. Uh, we brought Andrew on, what, like a year and a half-ish ago. Well, right? It was longer than that. It's It's been like at least three years. Hat. Yeah, really? at least three years. Yeah, I think it's been about three and a half years. Okay. Oh, so you guys have actually been around for a while. Uh, 2017 is, is when okay. we started. It was early 2017. And we were doing it um, uh, every other week. So it was oh, like two up two episodes a month. Um, like we, we all had kids and jobs and all this good stuff. We didn't really have time to, you know, to, to dedicate to that. And uh, we, we had some skips here and there and some misses. So we were like, I think the, the first year we did, I think like 21 episodes. Uh, and that's how it continued. It was every other week. And then um, early 2020 when... Um, pandemic started kicking off and we were all out of work and there was nowhere to go because everything was closed and all these things were happening and i hit up andrew was like hey let's let's do a podcast you know on the on the off day and so uh, you you guys have come full circle in in the libertarian and anarchism mindset we've all come full circle we went from uh having an echo chamber to doing a live echo chamber with other (laughs) like-minded individuals (laughs) it's it's still it's still like I still do it just because it's a good time. Like if if I, I run a page on Facebook too, it's like fifty eight thousand people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing for like a almost a decade now, so like that's that's my like my news outlet, my anarcho outlet. I do mm-hmm. the podcast for fun. I like hanging out with these people. I like talking to them. We laugh. Like we have a we have a legit snort counter because <laughs> when De- when Dirica starts laughing really good, she starts snorting. Mm-hmm. So, like a four snort episode is a really good episode. Now, when you say snorting, we're not like snorting like illegal drug, illegal no, drugs. Snort, uh, snort laughing. Oh, see, I, I, I think it would have been a better attraction if it had been illegal drugs. <laughs> Tune in live as we do tons of blow. <laughs> you just got, do, yeah, just you, do. you just got to change your VPN each time that you're you, yeah. every line that you do, you, you switch the VPN so that the, that the feds can't find you. We do enjoy talking about hookers. And, we do I mean, who does it? Dan- and dancers and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, no, I get it. Like, I started this podcast. Like, I've been wanting to do it for, like, sometimes. And my, mine hit around uh, around 2020. And I just got tired. I got actually got tired of just spouting off on Facebook. Like, I was like, no, fuck this. Like, I want people to hear me, like, rant rave. Like, I want you to feel how retarded I sound publicly on a, on a daily basis. And uh, finally, I. Uh, I threw it against the wall long enough. I finally got it to stick and this bald ass Sasquatch gave me a fucking chance on his network. And here we are about two months in and I'm still alive. I'll buy no Bigfoot looking guy. Yeah. I mean, it does. I don't get like a lot of views or viewers or some shit like that, but I mean, hell I have a good time. What do we That's get? That's really like, all that matters. 
I think we, we get around 200 on the MP3 stream and 40, 45, somewhere like that on the YouTube. So, like, we don't have a lot of people either. But oh. it's fun. It's fun. That's why we do it. If, if it wasn't fun, yeah. I wouldn't do it. We wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. Like, and see, I always drop the ball. It's like every single week, like, I tell myself, like, all right, so after the, this episode, you need to, you have pretty much seven days, six days to find uh, a guest host. And I always wait till the fucking last minute, like a fucking procrastinator that I am. But I guess that's the part of the libertarian in me is being a procrastinator. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> why we have like five people in our Telegram chat. <laughs> <laughs> There's always somebody that's that's willing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've gained a couple of new, like my, my Twitter is low key, like not low key taking off. It's like gradually like kind of getting more and more uh, followers so like i know like i feel like when i put the bait out to see if i can get a guest host or whatever it's it's i have a better chance of finding someone and my qualities are getting better i mean each episode is getting uh better and better each uh each week in my opinion um i mean who doesn't want to talk to an oklahoma retard i mean i'm here (laughs) i mean i i have stuff i want to talk about i need other people across the country i need to talk to because solo podcasts suck. Yeah, you saw those that are, last week. Guys. Those are so <laughs> difficult. I get put in the abyss, and it's just like, oh fuck, here we go. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you I mean, need, that's, you need someone to bounce off. Yeah, that, that's why my the um, I used to do the the Anarchist Weapons Wednesdays podcast. That's why I kind of gave up on it because I was doing it completely on my own, and I was putting in all that time and effort and everything to get my articles and get you know clever photos to throw up on the screen and all this other stuff and kind of got to this point where it's like i'm spending all of my free time doing this to just rant into the void (laughs) (laughs) oh did i embarrass myself in front of tasha's spouse uh i think i did it a a few moments last week over the weekend yes uh tasha's husband might i say is a phenomenal humble person he is I love how in the movement he is. Uh, I do need to tax one thing he said during Axe, though. He's someone said brought up the whole Boog movement. And he's, uh, I'm not good at pig Latin. So uh, everyone, mind you, that I uh, am going to try my best. But he was, he said, Ixne, Ixbe on the Ugne, or Ug, no, Ixne on the Ugbe. There we go. That, that, that was what it was. Right before we uh, took a few pictures, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to steal that and just plug it somewhere else because. Pig Latin doesn't get brought up uh, as much as it used to. Oh, these Zoomers now, they don't even know what Pig Latin is. So you can talk Pig Latin in front of them, and it's actually code that they don't understand. <laughs> we we do Zoom meetings uh, with uh, a couple of uh, of the boys and all that because it's just easier for all of us to stay in touch, being in different mm-hmm. states and all that. Um, but, oh, there went my, every week I lose my fucking train of thought. Yeah, uh, I guess I, I guess I can I guess I can ask just like the, the I mean because what this podcast what my podcast is kind of uh, based around is the whole book movement. So mm-hmm. what are y'all's thoughts on like the whole movement? Like are are you in the movement? Are you for the movement? What are like comments uh, complaints? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So everybody, that is the show. We're gonna keep. It, we're gonna go and just wrap it up. Well. I- <laughs> Right about the time that we started the podcast, uh, I was introduced to Bad Quaker Ben Stone. Uh, he wrote a book called Sedition, Subversion, and Sabotage. Um, let's see if I have it. No, it's on my other shelf. But uh, uh, basically, it's 
what the there it is right there. Andrew has it. It's yep. it's basically kind of a, a handbook for the boog movement before the boog movement became a boog movement. Wait a minute, there's a there's a manual to this whole thing. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> well, <laughs> without without Fed posting too much, um, it it's a it's a must read. Badquaker.com. It's a free PDF download. There's also a free audiobook. Uh, and and that was, it it very much is very much in line with the boog movement, mm-hmm. uh, ideology about uh, above ground and underground activist and and how, um, the above ground activist would act as like the the political and the propaganda arm of the underground movement, right? And the underground would do simple sabotage. They would be friendly saboteurs. They would do boog ish things. Without Fed posting too much, uh, and that's that's what drew me to the Boog movement initially was the comparison between that and and sedition, subversion, and sabotage, and how it it fell very much in line with the things that that Ben wrote in that book. Mm. And that's uh, I don't I didn't really want to get into this, but that's what like that's what I consider that the the Libertarian Party should be is the propaganda. And the political arm of the underground movement of the of the agorist and uh, the boog movement, the LP should be propagandizing that and be like, "Look at all these good things these underground activists are doing against the law." And then when well, yeah, they do something, the the propaganda arm, the political arm should be like, "Well, you know, the government's bad." <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's the same thing. Um, I I grew up in Ireland, so um, during the troubles, <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, and my dad is involved. And, and um, he, is, he is an international fugitive. He's, he's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, he, you know, the, the Sinn Féin is, is that for the raw. So they, they're the above ground part where they're doing the political activism. They have been since 16. Like they're, that's their, their big thing is they're doing all the political stuff and all the above ground stuff while the raw is doing all the underground stuff and they work together and, you know, occasionally commingle funds allegedly and things. So, <laughs> so uh, you said you grew up in Ireland. So, and uh, uh, for, for, Andrew, Andrew, give a give a uh, give your backstory real quick. The, um, all, the, the, the Irish and the and the and the army. Yeah. So I I uh, I moved. My dad is is Irish, um, and so I moved from my mom's house to moved to Ireland with him when I was a little kid, and then grew up until I went to high school, and then my dad was in prison again. So I came back to the States and um, started, you know, came back here, went to high school here, wound up going into the army at 17, um, found my way into various deep, dark parts of the army over the course of my career. Um, Wound up a contractor for a few years. What was your MOS? I was an 18 Bravo. So I wound up, um, I was originally 11 Bravo. I was a Ranger, um, wound up in 18 Bravo and that didn't actually last all that long after my first deployment because I'm an idiot and, uh, came home for a little while, recovered, wound up a contractor for a little bit and now I'm lame, but <laughs> I'm an but you came back, but you, but you came back with skills. <sighs> Andrew's, with, Andrew's with being skills. very humble. Andrew is a decorated <laughs> veteran, uh, with multiple combat deployments and, Multiple purple hearts. Okay. 
So, so I, like, I guess what what I was now that I know like kind of the backstory and you being in Ireland and your dad, I, I'm assuming your dad is still in Ireland. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, um, I haven't heard from him in a few years. So, um, obviously communication for him. We moved a lot when I was a kid, we moved, I originally was living in, um, I was living in uh, Limerick, uh, which anybody who's familiar with Ireland is everyone knows it's known as stab city. Uh, <laughs> it's a real high quality so, city. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's basically Chicago. Yeah. Except with knives. Um, because most okay. of the guns are in the hands of the raw. Um, they have their own factories. They do all their own stuff. So, um, but we moved from there. We moved a couple other places, lived in Belfast for a while, lived in free dairy for a while. Um, but basically we always moved a lot to keep one step ahead of the Garda and one step ahead of MI5 and MI6. So we moved a lot. Um, and that's, that was where I grew up. <laughs> so kind of heading into what I ultimately did once I got into the military kind of made sense to me because I already understood guerrilla warfare. I already knew, um, my dad's idea of bonding time when I was a kid was like, Hey, here's how you field strip an AK 47 and put it back together. And here's an AR 180. Like, show me how fast you can do this. Like that was, that was my dad's bonding time when I was growing up. So for me, guns are second nature. And so it just made sense. And I'm pretty damn good at it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the best, like, e like elaborate backstory I have ever had on this show. So I'm, I'm all for it. And me being See Irish, it? Or having Irish roots like this, this is intriguing me on top of it. So, like, I mean, I love it. It's awesome. Andrew's a treasure. I, I keep telling people this. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew is probably one of the best podcast guests you will ever have on any show because he also has a military history degree and he's a nerd. I'm a horrendous nerd. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's actually a website and I can't remember it offhand, but they make a T-shirt that says uh, "History Nerd" and like the mm -hmm. um, one of the letters is like a World War II paratrooper and stuff. Oh, nice. I, I want the shirt in the worst way because I'm such a horrific history nerd, especially like I can go on and on and on about history for hours. That's, man. <laughs> that's what we that's what we do on our on our podcast. Like I will read part of an article and then just stop talking. And then Andrew will go off and Dirica will go <laughs> off and Christopher will go off. And once there's a lull, I'll start talking again. <laughs> yeah. Then you'll say, but wait, it gets better. And you don't yeah. know what the word better means. That That is not better. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I had a feeling that you enjoy, I mean, obviously you enjoy doing podcasts because one, you already have, you're on a, another podcast as is, but you had originally reached out to me before I even talked to Jason and let me know that you guys, would be interested in even, or even one of you coming on the show. It was just hard to kind of lock down a time. And I'm glad this actually worked out to have to, get, to actually land both of you on the show uh, at the same time, because this uh, not only helps my network, it also helps your. Network. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's having, he's having issues, not us, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Well, Jeopardy theme music. Can you guys hear? Am I going through? Uh, we oh, can hear now. you now. Oh shit! Okay, I thought this whole time I was talking. No, we haven't. We haven't had you for about a full minute oh okay no what i was saying is that um 
I know that Andrew has been trying to, he saw a long time ago that I was trying to find a guest um, and he had reached out to me and then told me that you both have a podcast and I was lucky enough to land both of you on tonight's show because uh, we all three have been talking about getting you on the show for, for a while now. Um, but the podcast is a Nah, you're getting you're getting robot again, man. We can't hear you. God damn it. Kill your uh kill your video. See if that helps. Try it now. Are we good? No 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 kill kill the video completely. It's uh it's hogging your bandwidth. Yeah, I think that's what's going on. Yep. Now he's muted. How about now? All right, can we hear am I good? I can hear you. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and click the video back. I don't know what's going on. This will probably be my last show. If I'll probably get cut from the network after this one. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties. That's the that's the joys of a live podcast. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Okay, so third time's a charm. <laughs> I... You guys have been reaching out to me, and I, like I said, I have a very few amount of people that watch my show, so hopefully they'll learn or, about your, your podcast, and then if I ever end up on your podcast, vice versa, your guests will guests will hear about mine. Yeah, yeah, wow. for sure. And I, I, I figured, I mean, you know, our, our audiences, a large amount of our audiences are probably going to be interested in similar things, so it makes sense to me. And I was like, oh, hey, you know, it's I once I was on Magnus's show and stuff, I'm like, oh, you know, it'd be cool is like, you know, start going on on some of the bro. The... He was on Magnus's show and then like and left the show because Magnus had another guest on, and mm. commies were like commenting saying, hey, bring Andrew back. <laughs> yeah, like le- like legit like red flag commies were like, bring Andrew back. It was it was weird. That's fucking awesome. That's that, that 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 I'd get a big head after that one. Yeah, it was it was a little weird. It was well, I mean, it was, Don't it help was for him. his. <laughs> no, it was, it was for his uh his end the damn wars um, protest and stuff, and he wanted me on to kind of talk about, especially when I was a contractor and how that life actually works and like what you know some of the really horrific things that government's actually capable of doing because I've done some of them. And uh, so I kind of talked about that, went into a lot of my background and things and discussed, you know, exactly how you wind up a contractor um, and what that life is like at very mildly, uh, mm-hmm. very, very mildly. It should be said because <laughs> uh, there are a lot of NDAs involved. There's <laughs> a lot of contracts that I have no desire to break. So I can go into too but much detail, but you don't want to be Epstein. Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of that. It's I don't think for the most part they they wouldn't bother. They just you know prosecute me and then throw me in prison. I'd wind up in Leavenworth, and you know, I mean, I've been to Fort Leavenworth a couple of times. It is not that bad, but uh, I don't want to be on that side of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Uh, all right, so are you? So are both of you like full on like anarchists? Or are you both? Or do you have like libertarian values? Do you have a foundation? Like, what? Where do you exactly do you align with? Andrew, you want to, um, I, so I used to be, when I first got out, I was actually a full on Republican. I was involved in the uh, Republican party here in town uh, quite a bit. And one day a guy that I knew who actually wound up helping run Carly Fiorina's, um, attempt at, um, the presidential election. Um, he hit me up, he was a friend of mine and he said, Hey, uh, 
we're looking for somebody to run against um, Jennifer Billings, who's who's now a senator from Wisconsin, and run against them. And we think you'd be great. So I went to a meeting. It was a closed door meeting at the local Republican leader's house. Um, and I do mean closed door. Like it was invitation only. It was at his house. It was very secret. Everybody had to park down the street and stuff. So no one could figure out there was a gathering real obnoxiously cloak and dagger kind of thing. And uh, when I was there, I was talking, I kind of said, well, you know, I'm kind of more of a libertarian than a Republican. Like by that point I kind of started to lean libertarian and uh, then any hope that I was going to run on the GOP ticket was shut down immediately. That was it. Um, I actually got told before I left, well, sometimes you just need to check your ideology at the door. Um, and I'm like, but isn't that why you want me to run? Um, like I would be under the impression that that was the whole point, but okay. Um, so that all got shut down and I started to realize what things were like, turn into a full on libertarian. And then about six months or less later, I turned into an anarchist. I realized that I didn't want any government at all, period. Um, I was an ANCAP for a while. I would describe myself now as either black flag anarchist or a voluntarist um, because the ANCAP movement has kind of been taken over by a bunch of closeted Nazis. True. Carl Carl has fucked the world. Yeah. Uh, I was was completely, like, not involved in politics at all until, like, I didn't even have an opinion on anything. Like, my, my... closest thing to a political interest at all was like 2004 when the assault weapons ban sunsetted mm-hmm. right like that that was the only time I, I even paid attention to politics at all uh, then 2006 my brother was hurt in a IED explosion Fallujah and I lost it I threw a chair through a window and, and there were cops involved and all this other stuff but uh like from that point forward, I became very interested in politics and I was very, um, I was very militant, a militant constitutionalist, um, very angry, very, very, very angry. Um, started doing like some online social media thing around 2008, 2009, uh, 2010. Um, uh, I, I, I kind of cracked, um, this was a couple of years after my after my mom had died, and I was a raging alcoholic, and I said fuck it, and and, and I tried to drink myself to death, and then reality, you know, kicked me back in the balls, and and I came back to it, and then 2012 I started a Facebook page called The Wolf in the Sheeple's World, uh, and that was a play on um, um, Wicked Jester Clothing. I don't know if you remember them, Wicked Jester Clothing. Uh, there was this guy Thorin, and Thorin wrote a book called A Wolf in a, a, a Wolf in a Wolf's World. Mm. Um, and there was some, I, I read it and it just made sense, you know, an, an, an individualist in the collectivist world. Uh, and I started doing politics on that page, um, again, still militant constitutionalist, and then arguing, arguing with libertarians leading up to the 2012 Ron Paul, uh, campaign, um, made me see the benefits of libertarianism and networking and all this other stuff. And I, I started, became a libertarian, and then about 2015 um, is when I became anarchist. You know, I, I realized, like, I, I finally understood what uh, Lysander Spooner meant about you know, the Constitution of No Authority and all this other stuff. And and about 2015 is when I became, like, you know, the, the ANCAP. And I went from ANCAP to Carl Hess, Black Flag. Um, I don't care what you do, just leave, leave me the fuck alone in about eight months. And then so so since about 2016, um, I've been black flag 
black flag anarchists. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. Just don't force it on me. Um, like in the in the original origins of like Auburn Herbert, like back in like the eighteen eighties when he grandfathered the 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 phrase voluntarism uh, with voluntary voluntarily funded government. Um, if you want a voluntarily funded government, fine. I don't care. Just don't force it on me. Yeah, that's the key word there, voluntary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what and that's what a lot of people don't understand is that you can, you could. I think that it could still function, quote unquote, in a volunteerist society because mm-hmm. I, I've told people I bounce back and forth between libertarianism and anarchism, and I feel like because both those ideologies kind of have similar traits. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they can coexist in the world. I, I mean, I get along with pretty much any and all anarchists as well as pretty much some, and I say this very lightly, some libertarians, some of them are. <laughs> well, the, the problem, the problem, the problem with, with libertarians and, and anarchism is that anybody can call themselves a libertarian or an anarchist. Mm-hmm. Right. So you don't have to necessarily buy into the ideology. You don't ha- even have to know the ideology to use right. the term. Like you can, most people that are anarchists or libertarians, they aren't anarchists or libertarians. They're disenfranchised Republicans and Democrats. Oh, yeah. Right? They, they feel like the Republicans, Democrats don't represent them in their current forms. So they claim to be libertarian or anarchist. So they still have the left right paradigm in their head. Mm-hmm. They have they haven't bought to the voluntarist ideology or the, the 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 fact that you know forces forces wrong and all this other stuff. So it's just it's just a, and then they start arguing economics and all this good stuff and they just it becomes a rehash of the great man boogeyman fallacy. Yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, like I said, I I came from. And I, I think I've said it on several episodes. I I've, I came from a Republican background and a different. Mm-hmm. I bounced around. I mean, and neither one of them I, like suited me. I think I, I was ended up following just like following people. Like, oh, this is where I need to go. This is where a lot of people are. Um, all my friends are doing. It's like, oh yeah, I'll, I, that, that seems right. Well, little did I know I was being misled <laughs> and stuff like that. So, do you see the the, the comment from? Yeah, I just saw that. The, how do they how do they come on their show and you look like the guest? <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this a while, man. Yeah, they yeah, have. we're we're professionals. <laughs> oh, stop using that word. <laughs> we always joke on our, on our show that we're the most professional podcast on the web. Because we've just, I mean, we've had had people on who were driving in their truck with their window down as they're broadcasting. We've we, just, we've literally had people like so drunk they fall asleep during the podcast on the podcast. That's yeah, that's it, definitely it just, a thing. That happens more often than it, than not, doesn't it? <sighs> not so much anymore, but it used to be a big problem. <laughs> that's, I mean, I, I really, in addition to the snore counter, we should also have an Andrew drinking beer counter because I do tend to pound beer the whole podcast. So it's a race. Like, do I get drunk by the end of it first or do we get to the end of the episode first? It's <laughs> That's true. Have you guys ever ha- had a man in a crawfish suit on like, uh, no, um, we could. <laughs> well, you... I think I feel like that's a Southern thing. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm in Cali. I will, I'm in Cali. I, Andrew's in Wisconsin. 
Uh, Christopher's in Wisconsin, and then Dirica's in Virginia. But she's originally from Oregon. No, we don't. We don't have any. We don't have any South. I mean, I lived. You know, obviously, I lived in in um, Georgia and North Carolina oh, for a long time. But if you say it, you have to tell the story. Uh, which which thing am I? Like, what am I telling? Eagle. You have to tell the bald eagle story. I don't. Story now. That that happened you in Wisconsin. S- you said you were in the South, so now you have to tell the bald eagle no, story. It, oh. Man, it That's wasn't true. in the south I, though. It was actually it was in Wisconsin. I have a lot of southern listen. I have a lot of southern listeners, so they're gonna and they're gonna want to hear the bald eagle story. So I mean, okay, they're gonna we're gonna have to twist your arm for it. So <laughs> okay, oh. this actually happened in Wisconsin. Um, however, uh, so to set the stage, I was I I, I was actively you know I was actively a. Uh, um, in Wait for hold on, forces. hold on, hold on. For 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 Peter for P- Peter reasons, you didn't fuck this bald eagle, did you? N- no, I murdered it. Um... Fair enough. <laughs> uh, with, oh no, with I'll, what? With there. what? I'll get with there. What? I'll get there. No, no, I'll get okay. there. So right. so to to set the stage of this story, I was uh, still active duty. Um, I was on my way to an event, and I was in class A's, and I was driving my car at the time. My car at the time was a bright red 1986 Camaro Z28 with uh, a 355 with a huge supercharger, great big blower sticking up out of the hood, and an American flag bow tie in the back window. It's tub rear end, gorgeous car, gorgeous car. Love the thing. But anyway, so I'm, it's, oh. I mean, it's side pipes, right? No exhaust. My southern no, listeners no are loving this right now. Oh yeah, that's. I actually had a bumper sticker on it too that said "Mess with me, mess with the whole trailer park." Um, <laughs> so I mean, they just I'm scream their tidy whities after that. Yeah, oh, it, it <laughs> yeah. gets so it gets so oh, much better. So I'm in my. I mean, and it's side pipe. There's no mufflers, so it's just roaring. So I'm driving along this highway, and there is a bald eagle eating a white-tailed deer carcass in the ditch. It flushes because of the sound of my car. And doesn't clear the blower in the front of the car, which knocks it straight into my windshield. It shatters my windshield. Its foot comes through. I have now just slammed into this thing doing about 65 miles an hour. I lock up all four tires, slide to the side of the road, and just sit there and stare. And I go, you have got to be shitting me right now. There is no way that just happened. There is no, no, I refuse to believe it. I reject reality. No, that, no. I get out. And like the leg is sticking through, like it's claw and it's going, and I'm just completely. And so I get out, I shut the door, I walk up to it and I'm like, no. And it immediately goes and flaps its wings, throws blood across my class A's. Bald Eagle blood across the class A's just straight up across my board. It's just, it's great. Yep. That's fantastic. So now I've been splattered with Eagle blood. I obviously I call the police cause I have no idea what to do. And this thing is taking forever to die. It keeps flapping around. I'm a moron. So I'm standing right next to it, getting splattered with blood. The cop shows up, he gets out, takes in the car, the American flag bow tie, me and my class A's dead bald Eagle and just goes. <laughs> so eventually like there's, there's like three or four cop cars. There's two DNR vehicles. There's, they wind up, it's right next to um, uh, the Ho-Chunk uh, like with their primary area. So they call Ho-Chunk elders to come get the bird. Ho-Chunk elder gets out, takes in everything. Also laughs at me, um, which makes me feel real great. Thanks guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, I've just murdered the symbol of America with three <laughs> tons of speeding irony. Yay. And his, and his classes. 
Yeah, and I'm co- totally coated in blood. Um, eventually, like everything gets taken care of, whatever they pull the bird out in the most undignified way imaginable. Um, my car gets Busting towed. Birds. Yeah, the my like it's so stuck in the windshield, they have to like stand on my hood and crank on the bird <laughs> to get the foot back out. It's yeah, it's great. Um, they tow the vehicle back to the garage. The I walk into the garage, the lady's like, Oh, hun, hands me a wet nap think this might not be enough uh because i am spattered all across my class a's i call my co because obviously you have to notify him when you interact with local pd right so Mm -hmm. i call him i tell him what happened and he sits there in silence on the other end for like a full minute and goes would you call me back and tell me this exact same story verbatim in like 10 minutes and i'm like why like i don't want to do and he's like look if you do that i will pay for your new class a's new class a's new all on me okay fine that's a lot of freaking money so yeah all right i guess call him and i can tell there's some echo Mm -hmm. but whatever tell the story and immediately hear nothing but laughter and there's got to be at least six different voices laughing so hard at the whole story and it turns out that one of those guys was the base commander so that's fantastic. Now he's heard that story too. Yeah, that was great. I did ultimately get him back, but um, well, you got the bird back. No, no, no. I got my seal. Back. Oh, um, I, thought, <laughs> I, I thought you requested the eagle back. Like I was like, I mean, that's oh, a, I feel like that's, that's a my baller move right now, there. Like, <laughs> that's a baller like, move. You you killed the bald eagle. You asked for the kill back. Yeah, like I'm, kill, I'm pretty sure killed that's a now. bald eagle with a muscle car. And that's a true American fashion. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, that's... oh, oh, who were you married to? A stripper. <laughs> you officially have come full circle <laughs> in in the American life. Yeah, I well, while I was at Fort Benning, and I know this will come as a shock to anybody familiar with Fort Benning, but while I was at Fort Benning, I uh, met a stripper and married her, and also bought a Porsche at a ridiculous interest rate because I am the most infantry man in the world. That sounds that about is... right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about like I can't even like they didn't prompt like you, usually they get like a Camaro or, or or a Mustang. No, you you decided to like ball out and get a Porsche. Yeah, it was a Porsche. Hate hate yourself later. Yeah, it. Well, I mean, I don't know what was higher the amount of speeding tickets I got and the fines for that or the, or the actual interest? payments for it. Yeah, oh. it was it was ridiculous. But I yeah I actually and and my first wife's name was Misty, so she even had a stripper name and was a stripper, and that was legally her name was Misty. So there's oh, that. Yeah. That is oh. The most, that is the most perfect story. <laughs> that is a beautiful story. Like that needs to be tell, told for like for years to come. Like that is Joe dirt three. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, I mean, I'm glad that hey, we could set it in Oklahoma. My trauma, but <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we could set it I mean, we're getting a Joe exotic Two uh documentary series coming out ne- next month. So, I mean, yeah, I, go for it. That beats jokes. Mm. Well, I wouldn't say necessarily beach jokes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I well, I used to work as a stand-up comedian for a little while, and when I would tell that that story, it would always get a ton of laughs. And I was a lot more elaborate with it and stuff, obviously, but it it would get a ton of laughs. And I used to actually have a photo of the bird in oh. the front of the car. Um, I don't know where it went, but I did at one time actually have a photo of that, and I would hold it up, and everyone would lose it. So how long did you keep the car afterwards? Um, I actually had that thing for like another 
probably like two years that I held on to it. There was a, at one point I had like four cars simultaneously and I shit you not three of them were Camaros. Uh, oh, he, well, re- so. he told, yeah, he told that story on ours and, and had just had Magnus pan video just in tears doubled over laughing. It was so good. I feel like the only appropriate thing you could, like with that Camaro since you kept it for two years, the only appropriate thing you could have, should have done is retrieved the carcass of the Eagle Took hung, off its hung, head, hung and, the feathers or something. No, you just like super glue the head straight to the hood, and then cl- kept the claw that went through the window in hanging from the rearview mirror, <laughs> dangling. Yeah, that uh, like it. Oh, uh, or maybe had it like holding on to something for the shift knob. Um, have the head on the shift knob. There you go. Yeah, that uh, I did. Well, the way that I got my seal back is I I discovered after I got the car back and stuff that stuck in one of my air vents was an eagle feather and they're obviously having that without proper paperwork is a felony um so i uh happened to also know that my co never locked his footlocker he'd smoke us for it but he'd never do it himself so he may have wound up with some contraband and somebody may have informed people that there was maybe contraband in his (laughs) footlocker might have happened <laughs> an anonymous tip, a little anonymous tip there. Yep. Yeah, there may have been an anonymous tip, and it was, I mean, very sad. It's uh the, the whole oh, thing. So terrible. It's, yeah, busted down. It, oh, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, but the payoff was a, was immaculate though. Yeah, it was it was glorious. <laughs> oh, how'd you wind up with a feather in there, boss? Like what happened there? Uh <laughs> oh, they call that feather karma. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> that, no, that is probably the best story I have ever heard. At least one of the most redneck American stories I've ever heard. That's going to be instilled for a while. It, yeah, it, it just, I mean, again, like I said, I, I murdered a bald eagle with three tons of speeding irony. Uh, so the, the, the only thing that would have made that better is if it, instead of a Camaro, if it was a Firebird. Yeah, see, that would have been funny. Uh, that that I'd actually laugh at. Uh, <laughs> or if the, the wife showed up and cut off shorts. Oh, don't you know she definitely wore those? Keep in mind, I mean, she's a Georgia stripper, so. Um... I, I feel like, are you even really American if you've never really dated or at least slept with a stripper? I mean, I yeah. <laughs> I have see the my problem is that I have a penchant for women who have either stripper names or were strippers. Um, my 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 current girlfriend used to work at Hustler. Um, before we her and I met, she worked at Hustler. But um, the my ex Misty, my first wife, she worked at a strip club. Um, I've uh, I've dated an adult film star, so. <laughs> That was years ago. Oh, but, I was waiting for a follow-up. I mean, you got caught well, the extensive dating history of that one. So, oh yeah, it. Well, well he is. He is a, a stereotype. Just <laughs> check it. Check it. off. You oh, yeah. are a mystical creature of like stories, <laughs> right? right? Dude, like, I, I I grab life by the balls, man. Like I've never had a reason to. I I didn't figure, you know, up until I crossed the 20, age twenty seven mm-hmm. barrier, I assumed I would be dead by twenty seven. So I just figured I might as well pack as much life into twenty seven years as I can, so that at least if I go out, people fucking remember it. 
And you're <laughs> and you're how old now? Uh, I'm 36. Okay, so you're st- you still have the ball. Go- I'm, I'm assuming uh, you probably turn- toned it down just to just a skosh. Yeah, I mean, I've <laughs> I've burned out a little bit on it and stuff, and I mean, to a certain extent. Like I got, I got three daughters now. And, you know, so like there's a little bit of that. Um, two of them are with a chick whose name is Desiree, literally spelled desire with an apostrophe over the E. Um, How many times do you fuck that name up? I, uh, <laughs> so many people desire. And she's like, no, it's Desiree. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure it is. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I have an ex named Candy, um, one named Crystal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this he he is a podcast treasure. <laughs> the oh stories and the life experiences and the knowledge. The knowledge is off the charts. He did a he did a fantastic episode with um uh status quo on the on the uh, um, the where was it the the where weirification yeah the, well it's the Weimar America it's uh, episode the Weimar America yeah quo. yeah and um that one and very, Andrew very Andrew good. has a, a a history degree oh nice okay yeah, right so and my specialty was World War II um, and the American Civil War so like if it's about that stuff like I'm pretty knowledgeable um, and the uh, like I've done, I've done a lot of, like I've helped with some battlefield tours over the years. Um, I helped do a dig once um, in the Balkans of a uh, Holocaust grave, which is legitimately the most depressing thing you could ever possibly see. Yeah. It doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah. But like I've, I've done a, some of that stuff and it's, you know, just cause I'm trying to, I don't know. I want to experience everything. Like I don't want anybody to tell me stuff. Like I want to do it myself. I want to make my own horrific life altering mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I re- I mean I respect that, but so my question ne- next is uh since you're uh, you have a history degree and you're obviously a history buff, how you how you how we've seen the world changing lately at least in the United States, are you seeing any similarities like at all? Well, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's actually what that whole episode was about. Um yeah, oh, the, awesome. the yeah, the parallels between uh the Weimar Republic and now and a lot of the things that happened, you know, at the time uh, with the hyperinflation and with, you know, people saying, well, we need national unity and the greater good. And, hey, why don't we nationalize these companies and all of that stuff happening simultaneously? And, you know, the rise of somebody who um, clearly has a questionable history, but, it, you know, has developed this cult of personality. Um, I mean, this all of that stuff is so the parallels are so close um, to you know, what we have now where we're seeing the exact same kind of things. We're seeing this spiral of debt. Cause I mean, that was one of the things, you know, that killed Germany was that um, in, you know, in the 1930, you know, 1920s heading into the 1930s, Germany to pay its war reparations was borrowing money from, uh, from America because America had, you know, was offering them credit. So they were borrowing money to pay their war reparations to Britain and France. And Britain and France had borrowed so much money from America that they needed to pay them back. So they were using the war reparations to pay back the United States with the money that Germany had borrowed from the United States. And round and round and round we go. And uh, we know where it stops. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So like that's that's what happened and that's what led to the economic collapse in Germany and, and the Weimar Republic and the, you know, the instances where uh, employers were literally paying their, their workers in 
wheelbarrows full of cash so they could take them home to their wives so their wives could go grocery shopping before the prices increased. So like that, that stuff like actually happened in Germany uh, in the 1920s. So it's like, yeah, total shocker that somebody who's like make Germany great again is the guy that everyone looked at, you know, when that's the life yeah. that we're living. Well, he, you, luckily, there's not a lot of Republicans that watch this whole fucking show, just for the fa- just for the fa- I, I got the reference really fast because there'd be a lot of fucking pissed off people. How dare you call Trump the the uh a, a, a Hitler lookalike. I'm like, but the, the similarities are there. You can't deny the fact that it's there. They rely, they're relying on one man to make the country, make the country great again and shit like that. Like it's not necessary. It's not full insult, insulting the man, but it's, I mean, it's definitely the reference is there. I mean, in Biden has even, just the same. Yeah. That, I was just going to make that, that point is it's not even necessarily, you know, Trump himself. It was, it's, it's right. the, the position, right? The the, the figurehead, exactly. the president, right? The president, the 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 federal government has been, for lack of a better term, Hitlerizing. Hitler, I I I, I make well, words. We've seen well, Hit, yeah, Hitlerizing seen, for the last uh, for last what forty years? Yeah, a fascification, if you will. Fascification, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I made that word up just now, but it's Urban right. Dictionary hits not mm-hmm. a libertarian luau tonight. <laughs> But it's, you know, that's, well, I mean, you look at Trump and he was a populist, you know, Mm -hmm. Hitler was a populist. He was, you know, he's a hyper-nationalist. Hitler was a hyper-nationalist. You know, he was, you know, very much an interventionist. Uh, Hitler was an interventionist insofar as, you know, you can be an interventionist when you actually just want to go to war with everyone. Um, (laughs) It's, you know, I mean, we'll look at the way uh, Hitler... He involved himself in the Spanish Civil War, you know, and it, it was a test ground. You know, the uh, Pablo Picasso's famous painting, the bombing of Guernica, um, mm-hmm. the the Luftwaffe bombed Guernica because they were because Guernica was a planned city. So it was laid out in a perfect grid. So it meant that you could measure the effects of your bombing really easily. So that's why they bombed Guernica is it was a test run for what they were planning on doing in a couple of years so that they could measure the effectiveness of their bomb sites and their bombs and how to drop bombs and what patterns. And that's, that was the reason that they bombed Guernica. And the reality is that, you know, the Trump administration held the George W. Bush administration who I serve, you know, I served during the George W. Bush administration, you know, I served under uh, Obama. Um, There's not a lot of, you got royally fucked. Oh yeah. Uh, we got screwed hard. I mean, I, <laughs> I went, you know, I went in at age 17, you know, my first deployment was in old five. Um, so that's, you know, <laughs> I, I went, you know, I got done, I got done with everything. I, you know, I did, um, AIT and, you know, and did and, well, OSUT and, um, did my rip and everything real fast. And once I got everything done and stuff, I went to my unit and I managed to get assigned to, um, uh, you know, to 375 right before they left. <laughs> so like, hi guys. Oh, cool. Combat. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so like by the time I um, came back, you know, and, and Obama was in office and like that, that had already finally changed and things like it was, I'd been at war for basically my entire young adult life like between stop losses and, you know, and, and changes and going from one country to another. And 
it's, you know, and honestly, it didn't matter who was in the White House when I was in. It, it didn't matter. Like, you couldn't tell, basically, because it was all Obama's administration was was George W. Bush's third and fourth terms. All Trump's administration was was George W. Bush's fifth term. Like, none of this has changed. Nothing has changed from one to another, despite what it was the, wants to convince Yeah, himself. it's just the same shit under just a different name, under different administration. Yeah. It's It's the same shit that just rolls out. People just like to point the finger, but just for the fact that they can't hold that administration accountable, and for the fact the fact of the whole system is fucked to to begin with. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. it's I, I use the 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 reference to a duck, right? You see a duck on a pond, right? Mm-hmm. The ducks look different, but under the water surface, they're all doing the same thing, right? They're they're all paddling hard. It doesn't, you know, it's it's below the surface, so you don't really see it. But all mm-hmm. ducks, you know, below the water level are the same. Right. They, they look different. You know, the presidents look different, but what they're doing is is essentially the same thing. It's just a continuation of the previous with a different little twist rhetoric on it. I guess I never thought about it that way. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah just like I said, it's the, it's the frog slowly boiling. Like yeah. you, you, you don't want to throw it into a hot pot of water right off the bat. You, you slowly but surely start turning up the temperature until it finally dies. It's and fucking uh, boiling. Yeah. yeah, I had a guest uh, not that, about two weeks ago. It was my buddy Kenneth. He was on here. He made the same reference. And I never heard of that reference until then. And I looked into it, and it makes a lot more sense. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much where we're at now uh, as a country. Like, they're slowly turning up the temperature, and we're slowly dying off because everyone keeps thinking, if we put the right person in, this is what's going to happen. Like, it'll it'll make the change that was promised to me when, in fact, all the politicians that have ever said that have always never fulfilled their promise. Well, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all boogie, the great man, boogeyman fallacy, right? It's, 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 it's my guy is right. Your guy is wrong, right? Biden's right. right. Trump's wrong. Trump's right. Biden's wrong. It's, it's, I, it's idolatry and it's, it's fucking, it's what's wrong with everything. It's what's wrong with the libertarian party too. It's just it's it's just a different people. It's different great men. It's different boogeyman. It's it's so many people that they fall into this trap, you know, of, mm-hmm. of us versus them. <laughs> Instead of realizing that the boot on your throat, it's the same freaking boot. It just has a different foot on in it. Yeah. And see, that's what I think a lot of people argue with, like libertarian wise. Like, there's some of us that. We don't agree with like the national LP, which is uh, the national LP oh, is it's an atrocity for one. It oh, is Ang- Angela McCardle, 2022. <laughs> but I just and I, when I got into the, this this whole movement, I, when I say movement, I mean libertarianism. I would I literally thought like, hey, whoever the whoever the national LP puts up, that's who we, we need to push because it's 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 better than what 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 the other two are, which in a sense made a little bit, a, a, a very small bit of sense just for the fact of it, it would break a two party system. It would start giving a little bit of a bit of a change. As I got older and smarter, I started figuring out that's not necessarily the case. Gary Johnson. I mean, they Gary, put up um, Gary Johnson. Who is Aleppo? That's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the thing is like it, I, I'm reminded of the, the quote from the witcher. Right. Where he says evil is evil. It makes no difference. You know, the, the worst, best middling 
if I have to choose between evils, I'd rather not choose at all. Right. And, and the middling, in my opinion, so far has been the LP. It, it just, it's the middling evil. They're not actually choosing people who are even truly libertarians. So more often than not, they're choosing people who are, you know, slightly more libertarian Democrats, slightly more libertarian Republicans, not anybody who's truly libertarian even. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they ran Spike as a vice president. Like Spike, Spike is probably the greatest of us. And they ran him as a vice president yeah. to milk toast Joe Jorgensen. Yeah, that we we talked about that over the the, the weekend for the, the Oklahoma events, and I, I learned a lot about that whole uh, president, not presidency, but like the the running of her campaign. Mm-hmm. And she apparently was an atrocity to work with. She is mm-hmm. yeah, a lack of ta- be- she was she's all, she was almost as bad as Gary Johnson. Yeah, Spike talked about it on a uh, uh, break the cycle, Joshua Smith. Uh, he mentioned how how handcuffed he was, how there were things that he couldn't say, you know, Mm-mm. like he he couldn't contradict Joe Jorgensen at all. God forbid, right? I mean, <laughs> that's I mean, and that that right there, that's why I left politics. Like the the moment that I saw, like I started to really get involved in it, and I was, you know, and I mean, it, granted, it was crazy to me at the time, like to go from a nobody that nobody's ever heard of, largely by design, um, but nobody's ever heard of me, and then suddenly hey we want you to run for senate out of nowhere like i already thought that was weird but then you know seeing what's going i mean because the top main topic of that meeting that i went to was also how we how the republican party covertly sponsors people for local elections Mm -hmm. because remember local elections are supposed to be nonpartisan. You don't have an R and L or an L or a D next to your name. It's supposed to be completely nonpartisan and the national parties aren't supposed to get involved. And the entire topic was how to covertly be involved. So they just sugarcoated it. Yeah. I mean, they, well, and it's, you know, and they were, their excuse is, well, the Democrats are doing it. And like, <laughs> like that makes it any better. Yeah. And like at the time, like all of it felt so hinky, but like, I knew a lot of the, like, I'm, I'm good friends with the guy who's the president. Well, former president of open carry Wisconsin. Um, I was good friends with a lot of the guys, you know, a lot of the, the pro gun guys that were there. And at the time I bought into the idea that if you were very pro gun, you had to be a Republican. And so that's largely why I was there was because that was my thought is because I was super, super pro gun. Um, I'm still super pro gun. I'm even more pro gun now. Like I, I, you know, like recreational nukes for everybody. Like I'm all about it, man. So like that's, you know, but that was, that's that lie that you, they, you get fed that, Oh, well you have to be involved in this political party or that political party. If you want any change and you want anything done. And I don't see a point in it because I watch these political parties and they don't change anything at all like ever so like everything just keeps being the same it's just a constant descent into authoritarianism and largely in the past 25 years fascism just out and out fascism and like what what has any political party done to stop it you know the lp so milk toast with their messaging they're not even doing anything no one's done anything it's just the constant slide which is why i gave up i'm like okay well clearly 
there's, you know, there's nothing that can be done here. And as part of the reason why I joined the Boog movement is, you know, the three boxes that you have for political speech. Right. And Jason, what are those three boxes that you have for political speech? Well, we don't have any boxes left because I have to do background checks for ammo purchases in California. <laughs> but that it's, sucks. Uh, yeah, that is <laughs> so fuck. Yeah, no joke. No joke. I have to do Nick's checks. I have to do Nick's checks to buy ammo in California. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But I mean, that's so you have you have the, the ballot box, the soap box and the ammo box. The ballot, well, the ballot box. Look at look at the um, the audits from this last election, <laughs> right? So the ba- the ballot ballots it's it's dead. The ballots dead. The soapbox. They literally disperson you by removing you from the internet. Like our our homie Magnus can't even order food or order an Uber because they've depersoned him so much. Yeah, he Wait can't even cash out his store on Teespring right now. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> so, so for the fact that he is he he actually uses his voice to speak out against political injustice, bullshit, and all that, and he he tries to push the liberty movement, he's no longer allowed to use like Uber or Lyft or shit like that. No, th- this yeah. is the guy that helped organize the in the damn wars march on 9-11, 20th anniversary nine eleven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's he's not a, he's not a scary person by any means. He's not a bad person. He's not a racist. No, not at all. But by no means. But he's so deperson depersoned on on the internet that like he can't have a Facebook. His YouTube isn't demon uh, his YouTube isn't monetized. Uh, like he can't use an Uber. He, he can't sign up for like oh, Uber he, Eats or he or can't. I would say he can't orders. even do Uber Eats or Grubhub mm-hmm. or Eat Street. Like mm-hmm. he literally can't order food because he's banned from food apps. I didn't know that it could go that far. Like mm-hmm. I understand. Like I've been I've been deplatformed twice on Facebook. And that's when I jumped to Twitter, and I, I have my mm-hmm. third Facebook up. But other than Andrew, that, I didn't know Andrew's that you... got a blackball, a Facebook blackball. Mm-hmm. He can't, he can't even make a new account. Yeah, Fuck. they won't. Let me. Every time I even try, I've tried to use different, um, different uh, IPs, and as mm-hmm. soon as they figure out who I am, done. Yeah, see, I got a couple of boys in uh, in our signal group that are the same way. Like they they wait like a couple months, and then they try to get back on the platform, and immediately as soon as they sign up. It'll last maybe a day to a week tops, and all of a sudden, it's canceled. And they've done the same thing. They changed VPNs. They've tried different phones. They've tried different mm-hmm. emails. They've done the whole works, and they're they completely they stay in. They're all they're perma banned. Yeah, just like Stephen said, they're perma banned. Mm-hmm. Yep. So which that that means that you don't have a soapbox anymore. Obviously, bell box is irrelevant. You don't have a soapbox anymore. So you have one more the ammo box. Mm-hmm. Which is why I wound up but, a boog boy at this but point. The non-aggression principle. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, but, I had a a wonderful debate on the now defunct um, enemy of the state stink pod stash about uh, the boogaloo movement and whether or not it was it was in the spirit of libertarianism and anarchism and stuff. And uh, <laughs> I I'm still very proud of my opening statement on that. Oh, the opening. Um, it's. Yeah, Andrew's very smart. He's a lot smarter than Andrew thinks he is. <laughs> Just leave that. And I don't there. mean this in a negative way. You are a, a, a far more intelligent than I anticipated. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I push every time. Every time I, I, an opportunity, anybody asks, "Hey, who should be a guest on my podcast?" I always tag this motherfucker. <laughs> I see always. why now. I see why now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he's, he's he's a decorated um, military veteran. He speaks well. He's intelligent. He has 
multiple degrees, right? And he's very, very principled. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can I can pound a twelve back in a night and then like do PT, man. Like <laughs> again, grunt as hell. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, we are at that hour mark, and so uh, before we head out. Plug any and everything that you guys want or any closing statements that you guys might want to spout off or both. It does I'm here for it for it all. Oh, you just gave you just unleashed the dog. Go, Andrew. Pandora's um, box open. Go for it. Hey man, I, I I've I've been more selective about my sponsorships. I'm down to one now. Um but uh, I, I I will happily um, pimp uh, thebeardstruggle.com. If you use code InkedAnarchist15, you get a 15% off your order. They, they're Viking beard care brand. One of my uh, fellow beard Vikings, as we're called, is Hafthor Bjornsson. Um, so you can watch videos on their website of him doing cool shit for them. And uh, their scents are freaking fantastic. Their products are awesome. Again, you save yourself 15% if you use my code. Check us out on uh, Anarchy and Young Friends Roundtable Discussion. We're um, on pretty much every week with a few exceptions, and we tend to be fairly entertaining and sometimes funny, and Derricka snorts a lot. And I drink beer and smoke giant cigars because that's kind of my my shtick. Uh, (laughs) I I push the button. I push the button. (laughs) (laughs) I rant a lot on there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I rant a lot on there. I'm I'm still trying uh right now. It's still kind of in the works. I'm trying to figure out how to do it. I want to do a video series on um historic gun battles and basically three parts on each gun battle cover the men and women. Let's be inclusive. <clears throat> uh quality, you know, equality. Yeah. Yeah, I, I cover the people involved. I want to cover the guns involved and then the third episode actually cover the events themselves. So like I I want to do that. I've been working on trying to do that, but in order to do that, I need to figure out logistics to travel the locations, get my hands on weapons that I don't necessarily have um, on hand to show people and, and do a lot of that stuff. I want to be able to do range time, show them firing and, and things. And that's really expensive. And uh, I'm still figuring out like, do I want to do Patreon? Do I want to do a GoFund? Like, how are we doing this? So, but eventually that'll come down the line. I don't know. I'll probably be like in my fifties by the time I get it figured out. But <laughs> Mm. <laughs> gun jesus the resurrection yeah that's that's actually what's behind me um over oh, hang on, over my shoulder that shoulder i actually have a uh gun jesus um, nice yes that's uh that's from headstamp publishing that's actually a gun jesus as gun jesus um <laughs> holding an hk416 and a copy of his book uh so and everything else behind me those are all um actual patent blueprints um from uh various guns the one actually right next to the uh 88 millimeter round german round uh Mm -hmm. is uh the foul um and i actually had to track that down in belgium which was fun (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i am sorry good i was gonna say what no no i was gonna say what about you jason what what do you uh have to to plug or uh, I just want to again plug the plug the, the 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 podcast Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. We're on all the major podcatchers. We're on Facebook, uh, Rumble. We're on Odyssey. Um, me, we, I think we still have a yep group or a page. Yep. Um, yeah, and and I'm Jace Booth, J A S B O O T H E, on literally every social media. So reach out. Yep. I'd love to talk about things as long as you're not a Fed. 
Yeah. And even if you are a fed, even if you are a fed, there's still some things I will talk to you about. I mean, I talk to feds all the time, but not intentionally. They just listen to me endlessly. (laughs) So they just just have blonde hair and boobs and (laughs) (laughs) oh you got me again. How could I resist? That's yeah. That uh yeah, now you can find me at Inked Anarchist. Um, I'm Inked Anarchist on Twitter. I'm Inked Anarchist on Instagram that inexplicably I still have. Um, I'm Inked Anarchist on MeWe. I run Inked Anarchist Hootenanny Roundup 2 on MeWe. It was Inked Anarchist Hootenanny Roundup on Facebook, and then I got a permaban because, yeah, that didn't work out so well. But uh, <laughs> tons of Boogaloo side quest memes. So, you know, there's that. And who doesn't love those? Yeah, that's they're great, man. There's... There's some good ones. I came up with some pretty good ones. I'm proud of those. Hashtag Fed posting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to uh, go ahead and uh, exit you guys out. I appreciate you guys coming on tonight. Uh, I look forward to talking to you guys a lot more. Uh, this went, in in my opinion, re- really well. I had a great time. Uh, Andrew, thank you for in, uh, intimidating me on my intelligence. Uh, Jason, <laughs> next time I'll probably just be you and I, so that way I we can just – be on the same level because i feel like i'm <laughs> i'm telling you i'm telling you this guy's a treasure <laughs> all right guys i appreciate it. i'll hit, i'll uh, message you guys later tonight all right hey. peace. peace later well that is the end of the show guys that's uh, another one for the books um of course you can find me at the redacted oki on twitter it's under the oklahoma as well whichever one you type in it'll work uh, it's it, it, it'll it'll fucking work uh you can also find me on the not a real libertarian uh, facebook page i'm sure you'll see me on there my pages are on there apparently with bootleg trying to touch my no-no area um before we head out uh of course she's still running she's still taking donations please uh, i was just with her this weekend during her wonderful campaign weekend um please donate if you can to help natalie bruno become the next governor of oklahoma um She's an amazing woman, an amazing mother. She has the, I feel like her principles are in line. If you want to know more about her, please just go check out the website. Redemption Tactical for all your tactical needs. It's also a great sponsor by us. If you want, please just follow that exact link right there, forward slash and all. It should work. Uh, obviously, go check out it's Not A Real Libertarian Podcast, or Not A Real Podcast for all your merch needs. Um, hold on, let me get one last comment in. I don't necessarily use Telegram that much. I do every now and again. Um, but so one slight bit of big news uh, before I head out. Uh, I don't know how many people are actually still watching. It says six, but I'm sure people can listen to this later on for all those who are on audio. As many know that I am the Oklahoma coordinator for the RCLP or have been uh, for the last roughly almost a year, give or take. Um, as of today, I am effective immediately stepping away from the RCLP and as the state coordinator for the RCLP in Oklahoma. Um, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty uh, as to why, uh, but I have my reasons. If you want to know why or anything, please feel free to message me on Twitter. Uh, If you find me on Facebook, you can uh, send me a message. I have no problem discussing discussing it um that doesn't mean i'm gonna not be in the libertarian movement not libertarian movement, the liberty movement <laughs> god that's gonna catch some shit the liberty movement but 
yeah, I'm stepping away effective immediately from the redacted caucus of the Libertarian Party. Uh, I'm no longer affiliated with them. Uh, so, yeah, I will see you guys next week uh, for another shit show of a show. Shit show of a show. There we go. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed the anarchists that I brought on. Uh, I'll probably have them on again. But until then, later days. Love y'all. Live free. Push liberty.